I remember when my daughter was very young and I was a first time parent and I was trying to figure out how to discipline her with something. And I called my dad and I said, what, what are you supposed to do? Why doesn't she do this? Because it's the right thing to do. And he said, well, everybody needs a, needs a, needs a reward or a motivator. <laughs> so, you know, writing is like being a kid. You need, you need a motivator. And so, you know, maybe, maybe having another project is a motivator. That's the candy that's at the end of the stick. That's going to keep you going. Hi, this is Stephanie Fowler. And this is Tony Russo. And you're listening to another episode of So What's Your Story? A podcast in which we talk to authors and writers about their writing, the stories behind the story, the writing process, and any other sort of miscellaneous writing stuff that we want to talk about. Today on the podcast, we have our good friend and fellow author, Jeff Smith, who's joining us again for another Writer's Roundtable. A while back, the three of us were hanging out and talking about writing, and we thought, you know what? We should make this into a podcast. So in addition to talking to authors, we decided to have this Writer's Roundtable and talk about the writing process, the things that thrill us as writers, the things that stymie us, and all that sort of stuff. So today, we're talking about how we create and stick to our own deadlines. So welcome back to the podcast, Jeff. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you back on the show. So... The three of us tend to write on our own and we're working on projects, both that people are expecting and that people aren't expecting. And one of the things that we go over when we're talking to one another about is like, how do you make sure you're doing like doing real work? Like it's so easy to, to sit down and like, well, I'll edit some stuff and I'll move this from here to here or I'll make a plan. But how do you say, okay, this, I need to get this done. And we were talking about different tactics. And so one of my tactics is I'll tell someone who doesn't care when it's going to be due and they're just kind of, okay, that's fine with me. I don't care when you send it to me, but by saying that it makes me work harder. You've given yourself a, 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 a party to make you responsible to. Right. Exactly. Yes. A yeah. public made up deadline with someone who doesn't yeah. care, yeah. but it's just like, I feel, I feel the weight of it. I, I am more deadline driven than anything else. I've gotten to the point. I, I actually, I, I said a little something weird about it on Twitter, but it's like, I've gotten to the point where I can't even start to write until I'm sure I don't have enough time to get it done. Oh, I've always been like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if I don't feel sick, I'm not ready to write. It's just this, it's just like, I, like if I, I, like I got up at three o'clock this morning because I have this story that I have to finish on Friday and I've just been putting it off and putting it off. And I woke up at three o'clock and I'm like, well, you know, it's time to go. You, you, you're up at three o'clock. This is your punishment for not doing the work. And then just sitting down. And, and that's the thing. It's like, if you just sit down and start typing, it's going to come. And you're like, will. I'm waiting for the mm -hmm. muses to talk. The muses aren't coming. The muse will not come no. to talk to you. They don't like you. When no. I, uh, when I was working on Masabi pioneers uh i started working on it while i lived in new mexico and i finished it when we moved to maryland and um in between obviously a lot of stuff happened well in new mexico i was basically doing research and then i came here started writing a little bit of it but then we moved and there was you know kids in the new school and unpacking to do and i had a new house to take care of and i was putting things off and then my publisher uh sent me an email maybe three months after we moved and said um I think, I think I need to find somebody else to finish this book. And I was like, no, no, don't. And then I wrote it in a month. Yeah. And that's what I needed because I needed somebody to, to be like, listen, you, it's time. You really need to start writing this book or, or I'm not going to have you do it. 
and that's the frustrating part because it's not like it's up. It's not like it's not up there. And every time, like, so both of my beer books, one beer book I wrote in almost like two sittings. I just the 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 Delaware beer. I I just I just finally sat down, and then I just kept writing until it was until the first draft was done. It was like you know whatever fifteen hours, but just straight and. That's the it's the blessing and the curse because you know you're gonna get it done. But when you're finished, every time you're finished, you're like, you know, if you had just done a little bit <laughs> yeah. at a time, if you had written a chapter a week for twelve weeks <laughs> instead of twelve chapters, you know, over the course of fourteen hours, it would be better. It would be better for your health. Yeah, well, you better know. for your health, but you don't know if the book would be better. Yeah, I, yeah. well, Delaware beer would have been better. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, that's kind of where I am now. I mean, I've been working on this, the book that I'm working on right now, I've been at for a couple of years now. And, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a real, I'm real good at just being like dismissive of self-imposed deadlines. And I think what's happened for me as of late is I'm just so thoroughly disgusted with myself right? that now... I am in a fever dream every single day when I wake up. I just like, you know, I'm waking up early and that's what I'm doing. And I get home and I'm like, I'm going to scarf down some dinner and I go right back to it because I have gotten myself to the point where I am so absolutely ashamed of myself that it's taken this long. And it's almost like the shame and the guilt have finally become too Too much much. to bear. Absolutely. And now uh, I'm, you know, and now I'm getting it done. And so part of, what's kind of helping me kind of meet this deadline is I've I've said to Tony and to you Jeff that on February 2nd I'm turning over my first well it's not the the first I mean you've seen part of it but like the full draft is coming on February 2nd and like and suddenly like I'm super excited about it you know I'm super excited about like you know, just hammering away and kind of continuing to to get it done and that's what is if I can relate it to my own uh so with dieting, which I do occasionally, um, it's it's like I can't stand myself, so I better eat a lemon meringue pie. You know, I can't stand myself, so I better eat three lemon meringue pies. I can't stand myself, so tomorrow I'm getting on the bike, right? And that's like, that's the tipping point. And then you feel good about doing the work. Like, it's not committing to failure. It's committing to success, but you have to finding a way to get over that hump, finding someone to be disappointed in you, finding someone to let down. That That's how it works for me. Like, again, so with uh, with the This Is War, which is a podcast that I write, um, I, I have it due. It's not necessarily due until it's time for the show to come out, but I'm trying to get ahead and I'm trying to get some good work done and I'm trying to make sure that I'm writing every day. So I tell the engineers what I'm going to have it to them, and the engineers absolutely don't care. Like they have, I think, five shows that they haven't listened to at all yet. You know, I'm way ahead. But if I feel like if they get up on Monday morning and they don't have a show from me, maybe I ruin their day. And by having someone to be even pretend responsible to, that's that's enough to keep me moving. Right. See, I'm the opposite. Like. The, you, the engineers may or may not care if your shows do, but I know that the two of you will be looking at me like, Jay, stuff, come yeah, on. <laughs> like, if I'm not handing that over on on September, on September uh, February 2nd, Whoa. if I'm not handing it over, you both are going to be like, 
you know, you're going to give me crap for it. And I think that, you know, yeah. I'm going to, that's part of it too, is that like, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to, but I, I mean, I really want to get this thing done, yeah. but it's like, I almost need to, you know, I think it goes back to something that you have said on the show repeatedly and that, you know, writers, we were generally good in school. And so, you know, they give us a writing assignment and we could kind of goof off and then at the last minute pull it together because we were pretty good at it and it was passing. Um, but there's no teachers standing there with their hand out now. It's all, yeah, you know, it's all, it's all just, it's you. That's what yeah, that's self-imposed. And I'm yeah. terrible about, about oh, yeah. getting this yeah. together. And it's not only that, but you, we've also leveled up beyond, you know, eighth grade English. Yeah. Right. We're yeah. in a, we're in a, we're in a, a different echelon it's, now. It's and... a lot harder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the place where I'm right in between you, you both because of my project, you know, I'm. I'm desperately trying to give myself a self-imposed deadline, but I haven't reached the point of shame enough, high enough yet that I'm. Yeah, you're, I'm in, you're in. Lang- we'll call that lemon meringue yeah, pie. Yes, though. maybe so. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking of it like uh, like that level of of uh, of Hades, the Elysian Fields, where where people go, they they just sort of hang out there right. until somebody forgets them or until they get enough money to cross the river. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of where I think of myself. I'm in the limbo. <laughs> Uh, because I need, I need, I need a deadline. I need, I really do need somebody to say, you know, if you don't finish this, it's going to, you're not going to be able to do it. Does it work better if you have someone that you know is going to be disappointed like me, or does it work better if it's just, if it's just some some random person, I have no idea. I don't know. Cause I've never, I've never ever in my life been at at this point when I had pioneers, uh, it was a self-imposed deadline, but I did have a publisher who was like, you know, you have to, you have to get it done. It's time you have to do it. And if you don't, I'm going to find somebody else to do it. Uh, so that was sort of an externally imposed deadline. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to disappoint her, but also I knew that I, I knew that the book was ready. I knew that I was, it was time to write it. And, And that's the other thing. Like you can feel like I, I'm going to give Stephanie a little bit of a hard time. You have zero excuses. <laughs> I have no excuses. No, no you, you don't I really have none. any excuses. I have none. Yeah. Not a single one. At this point, you should be able, and that's, you know, I, I joke about, I, I joke about my beer books, but really, uh, that there's a there came a point where I was ready to just sit down and write it, and I think that's okay. I think that people need to develop their own habits. I have a. I have another book that I have in my head, and I've had it in my head for eight years, ten years, something like that. Is it about pigeons? No. <laughs> Is it about bagels? Don't start me about the pigeons or the bagels, please. <laughs> pigeons okay, with bagels. Sure. Ooh, um, I like it. I, I've actually, I can talk about the bagel thing later, but, <laughs> um, but I've gotten to the point now where I realize because I've written these other two books that that's just how I work. I have to wait until it's done in my head, and then I sit down and do the transcription. I don't, I don't take notes. I don't write drafts. I mean, obviously, I write drafts, but I don't write partial drafts. I keep things in my head until they're fully formed, and they can only come. I can't work through ideas on a page. It's just not comfortable for me. I don't know if I was. Uh, I don't know if it's because I grew up on a typewriter and moved to a computer and I still have this, like, the typewriter is precious kind of thing. You don't want to waste the paper figuring stuff out. But that's where I am in my writing now where I really have to wait until it's fully formed. And then once it's fully formed, it's just a matter of taking the transcription from my brain and assigning my hands to type it. And I'm starting to realize that that's okay, that that's 
that's my method as long as I still put stuff out, right? It, you can't just say, well, trust me, someday I'm going to write this thing. Yeah. But what I found is with, for instance, a lot of my blog posts and a lot of the, the stories that I write for the newspaper and a lot of the, you know, the, the columns and things, they're just going to come. I know that when they're ready to go, they're going to go. <laughs> I had, so I write for the Salisbury Star now. You can please look up all of my things in the Salisbury Star so that they keep paying me to write. And I have a story due on Monday. And I've already decided that I'm either going to write it Sunday night or Monday morning because I can feel it gestating. I'm like, okay, I know how it's going to go. And like for me, knowing how it's going to go and finishing it are really is really just a question of how quickly can you type. And that's when the pressure comes off of me when I know how it's going to go. But then having someone, I'm very fortunate. I've always had someone waiting for it. And that's the thing. Like the, what worries me about the book is I don't have someone waiting for it. So mm. I don't know if I'm ever yeah. going to get to it's, that it's, point. It's yeah. harder when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I think so. And that, I mean, that's part of the problem with the, with the, uh, musical that I'm working on. Nobody's really waiting for it. You know, I'm it's waiting just, for it. <laughs> Oh, you're waiting for it. All right, so there's one. Uh, I'll say two. <laughs> All right, two. Andrew's probably. I won't right, go so see it, but I'll three. complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know, going back to you know how how you said it, it kind of gets all written in your head. I think part of the problem with deadlines for me is. I I, can, I I'm so the opposite. I can I, tell. I have to kind of like it's almost like I just have to spew all this stuff on the page and then have it all. And then I'm like, now what do I do with all this? And then I feel like I spend most of my time massaging and shaping and pulling and this goes, but this has to come because I feel like I'm not always sure of how, like you, you seem to sort of write the story in your head, then put it on paper. And for me, it's like, I put it on the paper, then I, then I get it back into my head exactly how it's supposed to go and so I think what makes it difficult for me for deadlines is when you own your own business and uh you know as we I have here with Saltwater and it's a 50 60 hour a week gig plus the podcast plus you know other various and things that I have the writing time that I have just shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and so for me it's a matter of like repeatedly carving out the time carving out the time and then vomiting all over the everywhere and then coming back to that vomit and trying to pick out the pieces that work good, and then yeah. and then rinse and repeat and it just feels sometimes that my per- that the way that I write just feels so laborious it's just sometimes it's maddening you're listening to so what's your story and this week we're speaking to author Jeff Smith about the difficulties with self-imposed deadlines For all of the Writer's Roundtable podcasts, as well as for our interviews with other local authors, visit SoWhatYourStoryPodcast.com. Well, you you have to do it your way. And I've I've had the privilege to read read Stephanie's, uh, the the first draft of the first half. And there are times, and I mean, we talked about this, but there are times in it where I'm like, oh, okay, she sat down and she's like, I'm going to write now. And and that's what it looks like. She could have written, I am writing now, I am writing now, I am writing now. Like, I knew it was coming out. She knew it was coming out. But she was having the discipline to sit down and do it. And if that's your your process, if that gets you to the page, then then that's fine. Like, I think a lot of times I've been, I've been looking at things online and and, uh, different, I get invited to join like writers groups and writers uh, uh, like, you know, 
list serves, whatever the current name of lists. Bulletin boards? Bulletin boards, no, whatever, no, right? No. And so, and a lot of people are like, this is the way to do it. And, then, and I think that if you want to be not just successful in completing what you want to complete, but also satisfied with the way you do things, you have to keep writing until you find out what works for you. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's another way to do it. I don't think that there is someone who can say, oh, you know, do it this way. I mean, I really treasure our writers group that meets here at Saltwater. When we talk about stuff and people are like, I do this, I do that, I do the other thing. I mean, I'll steal from anybody. I'm, I'm a very Buddhist writer. Like uh, the, the Buddhists will say, well, yeah, that works for you, and then I'm going to take it. And I feel the very, very same way. But finding out what works only happens during practice. It doesn't happen during theory. Theory happens during theory. Practice happens during practice. And this works and this doesn't. And if you hear that you're doing it wrong, but it's working for you, I don't see why you would stop. Like if if I said to everyone, hey, you know what you should do? Just think about what you want to write for three years and then sit down and write it. People would say that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Clearly, no one does. Tony, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, they would you're tell me. But, yeah. that's, but that's just how it works for me. I, I think about it, and then when I'm ready to, I sit down and I write it. And giving myself permission to write that way was kind of was kind of a big deal for me. Well, yeah, but that's that was part of your process. I mean, that's you've learned that over learning the course of several decades. No offense of of, yeah. of writing, and no, so you've you've gotten to a point now where that's you know this is the way you work. Yeah. Having so many, I mean, you have tons of projects in the air too. I mean, you're writing all the time. You're, this is what you do for a living. So and, and it's also it, and it's and I do I do hide behind that. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. mean, I'm like, well, yeah, well, I knocked out 800 words and yeah. Someone paid me for those yeah. hundred words, so I'm still a writer, you know. Oh yeah, but I mean that's, but that uh, that that helps the style that that method of writing for you is fed in part also by the kind of things that you write because right. you write the kind of things and which you can spend a week just thinking about them and then spend an just hour churning yeah. it on paper, yeah. right? Whereas maybe a book, a book's gonna be harder. Is, I was thinking is a, I was, is a little bit more difficult to to churn it out in that in that way. I was thinking about it this morning. I'm like, are you really ready to just sit down and take two weeks and type that? But I also felt good about that because I'm like, am I really that close to? Like, oh yeah, is the book really that close <laughs> to finished in my head <laughs> that that my head is now asking me whether or not I've got two weeks to sit down and type? So. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's also, it comes down to a little bit of muscle memory. I mean, for decades, you were a journalist where it's like, you have to have 800 words by 4 p.m., 5 p.m., or they stop giving you a paycheck. Right, yeah. You know, in the line of work that, you know, Jeff and I are in, that we don't have to produce words by a deadline. We have, you know, it's a, it's a totally different setup for us. So mm. I think that you know, you may have a bit of a luxury or a, or some muscle memory that we don't as far as like... I, got, I was fortunate that I got paid to practice, that I get paid right. to practice. Yeah, so for me, it's a little harder because I'm so far removed from any teacher or professor standing there tapping their toe waiting for me to turn in right. a paper that, you know, I mean, I want to make sure I keep my lights on and, you know, keep, keep yeah. all the bills paid. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. those deadlines... Listen, that, there's that quote by that guy. This is something about I love the sound of deadlines as they go whooshing by, or something like that. <laughs> you know, and I feel like that's that that's sort of been my mantra for a long for years now. Is like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have it done by this time. Shoo, there it went, and and so, um, you know, that's one of the things that I would like to improve upon. 
I am, you know, when I get this book done, you know, I've already got, you know, um, another book that I'm ready to start working on. Um, so I, that's the other thing too, is that I feel like I'm going to hurry up and get this one done because I already have, not that I want to hurry up and get it done. There, I'm tired. I'm, I'm also sort of tired of living with this in my head and I feel like I've the, got it done. The book is done. It's really just a question of you writing it. Yeah. It's, it really Every, is. Everyone yes. at the table knows. Yes. yes. We all know this. So, it, and there's something else that I would like to work on. So now I'm just like, well, now I have to finish because I, I can't start, start this thing yep. until I like yep. until I complete that. So yep. and, because I'm not about quitting, I, I will never quit. Um, I just will drag my feet forever. But, and that's the thing that impresses me about like legit authors. And I'm not not discounting anyone's author's status, but I think of I think of people like I don't know, like Kurt Vonnegut, or Stephen King, Stephen King. Who there have one to have a book in editing while you're working on a new book. That's just Ugh, man. That's, I don't, I, that's just something that I don't, I don't think I, and there are plenty of, there are plenty of really excellent writers who don't do that. There's, there are excellent writers who, that here's one book, let's finish it, and let's start, an, and let's start the other one after. But to have a book up in the air while you're working on your next one, I can see having short stories in the works. I've got a couple short stories that I'll toy with. We've taken to doing puzzles in the Russo house, which is so much fun. And it's a good analogy. We have a puzzle that's on the table. It's on a disused part of the table. And you walk by, you mess with it for a while, and then you go about your day and you do whatever. Or at night before you go to sleep so you're not on your phone or whatever, you mess with the puzzle a little bit. But short stories are like that for me. Like I'll mess with this and then I'll leave it alone and then – if I've got 20 minutes to kill, maybe I'll look at it and and fool around with, with smaller things. But like a big project in the air and on my desk, is that's that's more than I don't think I could bear. Yeah. yeah. See, I've, I've been in the same boat because I, when I finished uh, Pioneers, I was I was hot to start on the second second book of that series, which I, I wrote, and now I'm still struggling to figure out what to do with. But <laughs> it was the same thing. I mean, part of it, getting it done was, man, I want to start on the on the second one, and that's that, that'll be so exciting. I find that having another project waiting in the wings helps motivate me to get it done. Because if I have nothing waiting, which right now that's where I am, if there's nothing waiting in the wings, then what do I have then to rush? To, what do done. I have to rush yeah. to, to finish this one for if there's nothing waiting to do afterwards? Yeah, I think that's where I'm I'm at now. I I think I I have hit sort of I think my trifecta number 1. I'm thoroughly disgusted with myself. Um I have something waiting in the wings and uh I have the a big birthday coming this year. I will be 40 this year. And so No, it's not a big deal. <laughs> for me it is because I I have gotten to the point where I say I refuse. I, I've just like made this, I guess it's maybe arbitrary in my mind, but I'm like, I refuse to turn 40 with this book still mm. banging mm-hmm. around on my hard drive. And I refuse to end the year without the third book coming further to fruition. Cause it's been sitting on my hard drive. It's kind of like what you were saying. You work on something a little bit and you come back and you work on something. Toy with it. So um, I have one of those projects. Um, so I've just sort of hit this like random trifecta and I'm telling you like I am writing like I have never written in months because I'm just, I have those, I have those three things or, and I feel like I'm just in a race to just get it, to get it moving and get it pushed out. And if you feel like you're, and 
that's the tough thing is I don't know why it is that people, we, I, feel like you have to have. Because we talk about like the thing in itself and that should be enough. But it for some reason isn't. We have to have. And I wonder if it has something to do with the, the narrative aspect of it. Like, okay, this chapter is over. The chapter of the story of my life where I wrote this book. And now I'm going to start the next chapter. I don't know if that's if that's what it is, but this idea that we need to have a next project as a reason to finish this project, it's weird. Writers I mean, are uh, insane. But I think, I think it just I have adds... The same, I have the same problem. Like, I, I have, you know, I have this to do and I can't start it. It's irresponsible of me to start it. It's a yeah. grass is greener yeah. thing, yeah. man. It's, yeah. I, I'm, it is. I'm convinced the it's a grass is greener. The next project is always looking prettier than the one you're working on. Yeah. But I think also it's just, it adds to the motivation factor. I mean, maybe you need multiple facets of, of motivation, not just an external deadline, not just an internal deadline, but also this looming thing. Yeah. It's so pretty over there. It's going to be so good, but I can't do it until I finish this. And so that gives me the motivation to keep going. And again, it's done in your head. Of course. It's just a matter yeah. of typing it. Yeah. But yeah. that one I get to research yeah. and learn about. Yeah. Like I already know everything oh, I yeah. know about this. This one. one's boring. It's done. Can... It's already written. I just, yeah, I just got to get it yeah. out of my head. I, I mean, remember... we are a mental group. Oh, we are. Yeah. Writers are crazy. Yeah. I was going to make it an, another analogy. I remember when my daughter was very young and I was a first-time parent and I was trying to figure out how to discipline her with something. And I called my dad and I said, what, what are you supposed to do? Why doesn't she do this? Because it's the right thing to do. And he said, "Well, everybody needs a needs a needs a reward or a motivator." Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, writing is like being a kid. You need you need a motivator. And so, you know, maybe maybe having another project is a motivator. That's the candy that's at the end of the stick that's going to keep you going. Yes, it's grass is greener all the time. And I don't I don't know why I don't know why we're built like this. Yeah, I I don't know either. But it's interesting because you're coming up on forty. I'm coming up on fifty. And I think we've talked about this on the show before. I've gotten, I'm now compiling a list of things that I won't write before I die. And that's. Wow. Wow. That's, okay. That's, well, that's, 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 that's dark. That is a dark place to go. There are five things I want to write. I'm, and just realistically. And I think part of, part of what has happened for me, especially with the, the book that I'm working on, is I feel like if I just. I just want it to be the best that it can be. And I always feel like when I'm in the moment, if it's not good, I need to wait. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll wait till it's better. I'll wait till my mind is right. I'll wait till I find out more. I'll wait till mm. this other thing. And I always feel like, you know, I don't want to rush it. I don't want it to be written in a fever dream over a weekend. Um, if I were being honest, there's already 60,000 words there. It's just, are they in the right order? I mean, I'll just be honest about it, but there is this thing in my head that um, if I wait, I'll be better. If I wait, I will have learned more. I will know more. I will do more. And the reality is that's, I, I'm just going to wait forever. It's never, yeah. it's, it's tomorrow, never no, be tomorrow's done. never going to come if yeah, you do it's that. Never, it's never yeah. going to happen. So I just realized like, I've just got to, I just have to plow through and, you know, and and I and I and I question why self-loathing has to be a motivator for me. I I don't know why that has come into play, but I mean, I guess it it just has to do with it just has to do with what your motivation happens to be like. Where it's like, where is your weak spot? What like if you were the bad guy and you had to torture the answer out of you, what would work? Mm. 
self uh, self uh, yeah yeah absolute self disgust is the thing that's gonna right? that's gonna get me this is what we were just talking disappointment about earlier about the about my kids and trying to figure out what is their currency you know how do i how do i how do i deal with my with my kids uh discipline actions well, how do i how do i discipline them what do i take away what do i give them it's the same thing you know what's your currency right now your currency is shame and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that yeah shame use shame it. is motivating use it let shame be your motivator i must use the shame for okay, good. let shame be your motivator is we have to put that on a uh, on a coaster bumper sticker <laughs> I feel like that'd be appropriate alright Stephanie well this is the part of the show where you thank the guest for his precious time oh my gosh Jeff thank you so much for coming back on the podcast uh, thank you for having me Steph thanks Tony so what's your story was produced by Saltwater Media an indie book publisher in Berlin, Maryland visit us at so what's your story podcast.com where you can find past episodes guest bios show notes and all sorts of fun stuff you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Radio Public Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and remember take a second and give us a great review tell your story